Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Pure age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this episode, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from Patreon.com. You can join and receive mail from my desk or from my Disneyland trips. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Monica Seats Vega, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, and Sheila Harry. See ticket patrons serious inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Coat, Ben and Noel Bruning, Patty Woolen, Angela Reynolds, and Aaron Moran. B-Ticket patrons, the Disney Rewind Podcast, Jeff and Paige Orton, and Joshua, and Exorable Tosh Bell. And the A-Ticket patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angel Nablah, and the All Aboard Podcast. You can also sign up for my new newsletter for a chance to get some postcards delivered by the USPS to your mailbox. I am your host, your post host, Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has Sleeping Beauty Castle at night. You can see a narrow, lighted path to the left side of the castle, and one of the lights just inside the drawbridge. On the back it reads, Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Sleeping Beauty's Enchanted Castle stands a whimsical guard over the entrance to Fantasyland. Visitors cross a real drawbridge and enter the land of storybook and fantasy. It's postmarked August 6, 1957, with an Anaheim Centennial 1857-1957 cancel, and two red two-cent Jefferson postage stamps, Scott number 1033. I assume they visit the park on Tuesday, August 6, 1957, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 79 and a low of 60. Park attendance that day was 29,587. It's addressed to Mutual of New York in Oakland, California. It reads, 8657. Hi, everyone. As you see, I am sending you a big card again. Ha ha, Tom. We are here today and then having dinner at Knott's Berry Farm. The weather is just wonderful. What a crowd. See you all soon. Love, Helen. For the 200th episode of this podcast, I thought it would be fun to go big. This postcard is about two and a half times bigger than the standard vintage Disneyland postcard and measures six by nine inches. Some of the other details on this postcard include the copyright year under the gothic typeface Disneyland at the top center of the back of the postcard. Most cards would read Disneyland, copyright Walt Disney Productions, The Magic Kingdom. This postcard reads Disneyland, copyright 1955, Walt Disney Productions, Anaheim, California. Looking in the book Disneyland, The Nickel Tour, it mentions that there were five of these jumbo cards made for Disneyland by Microchrome. Microchrome postcards were produced by H.S. Crocker Co. Inc. and were mentioned in episode 187, sent with highlights, as they also made the small postcard highlight books. Another fun detail on this postcard was the mentioning of how crowded the park was on that day. One of the tools I use for this podcast is a book called Jason's Disneyland Almanac. It has the park hours, weather for Anaheim, and other information from Disneyland's opening through 2010. There's also attendance data from opening day through about the mid-60s. Sometimes I'll flip through while researching a postcard to see what the crowd levels were like that year. Indeed, Helen was there on a crowded day. The busiest days in 1957 were the special date night events, which were listed to have anywhere between 
30,000, and 36,000 guests at the park. The slower days might have just over 1,000 guests, but there were three days with less than that. Two rainy weekdays in December saw 700 and 900 guests, and the Thursday before Thanksgiving, there were 573 guests at the park. I'll have to keep an eye out for postcards sent on that date. Great news, Enfield Post is back up on Etsy. Grabbing some vintage stamps is a great way to plus your mail. Whether you're trying to match the color of your postcard or envelope, or adding a theme stamp to the back of your mail, be sure to check out Enfield Post. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has a man dressed in a morning coat with a cane and a hat, and a woman in a lavender dress holding flowers, a parasol, wearing a hat with large ostrich feathers, and standing in front of some flowers and the rivers of America. In the background, you can see the Mark Twain. On the back it reads, Near New Orleans Square, colorful and fragrant flowers line the banks of frontier lands, rivers of America, as Disneyland's sternwheeler riverboat, the Mark Twain, approaches its landing. It's postmarked August 11, 1966, with a San Diego cancel and a five-cent Washington postage stamp, Scott number 1213. I assume they visit the park on Wednesday, August 10, 1966, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 82 and a low of 67. Park attendance that day was 45,689. It's addressed to a Mrs. Margaret Sanford of Indianapolis, Indiana. It reads, Dear Mom, we are here today, and it is so much fun. Sure wish you could see it, too. The weather was wonderful, 80 degrees. Love, Marie and Carl. I chose this postcard, which is also oversized, measuring about 5 inches by 7 inches, and because it was from a set of unique lenticular postcards made in the mid-60s for Disneyland. The top of the back of the postcard reads, Greetings from Disneyland, and down the center it reads, the happiest place on earth. At the bottom center of the postcard is a line drawing of the castle with the number and letter 3D printed over the center, and at the bottom, copyright 1966, Walt Disney Productions. The 3D 1966 postcards included four different images. The image on this postcard, one of Sleeping Beauty Castle with two of the streetcars from Main Street, as well as Mickey Mouse, Pluto, Goofy, the Big Bad Wolf, and the Three Little Pigs. Another one had the Matterhorn and Monorail Blue, with a Disneyland tour guide and Mickey Mouse waving out of one of the monorail windows. And finally, a postcard of City Hall, with the Omnibus and the Yellow Streetcar. The Omnibus has a driver, the Big Bad Wolf leaning out of the passenger seat, and on the top of the Omnibus, Mickey Mouse, with Goofy, the Three Little Pigs, and a Disneyland tour guide standing around, and Pluto laying on the ground next to the Yellow Streetcar. They were produced by Exograph, a trademark used by Visual Panographics, Inc. They also produced lenticular baseball cards, as well as postcards for other companies. There were some lenticular postcards made for the art corner, but these are oversized and the entire postcards are lenticular.
This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming mail has a cutout image of Chewbacca. Inside the card is a pop of Chewbacca shaking his fists at nearby porgs. It's postmarked May 22, 2023 with a Santa Ana Protect Endangered Species Cancel and two forever postage stamps from the Mountain Flower Series, the Purple, Basque Flower, and the Yellow Buttercup, Scott numbers 5675 and 5673 respectively. It reads, I hope you love these vintage Disneyland letters, Kayla. Thank you so much for the mail, Kayla. Included in the envelope with the Love Pop greeting cards were two other greeting cards from Disneyland. These were from a vintage stationery set and look like watercolor art. One is of Main Street, USA. You can see the horse-drawn streetcar and the top of Main Street Station. The other is of Sleeping Beauty Castle with some mountain peaks behind it. These were produced well before the park officially opened, so the artists who made these images were basing them off of plans and concept art. The Main Street image looks similar to today's Main Street, but the castle card also reads The Fairy Castle and Snow Mountain. The Matterhorn wasn't added until 1959, and in early concept art for the park, the area next to the castle and Tomorrowland was planned to be a land of miniatures called Lilliputian Land. I love these cards because of the interpretations made by the artists. They're such a great addition to my Disneyland Postal Collection. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a 5-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to sentfromdisneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guests of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. 